Galley means rooster in Italian. But you can call me a dirty bird. I'd rather act like Kathy Hilton after a denied conga line than Lisa Renner on any given day of the week. <laughs> Amen to that. <laughs> I think that is, you know, our nation can come together over important, you know, spiritual uh, concepts, political ideals. And one of the one of the ones I think the majority of us feel is is that tagline. Don't mess with my Kathy. Uh-uh. I mean, well, listen, you know, because I texted you, I'm dying to hear your thoughts on Beverly Hills, as well as those other franchises that are on TV. So you guys, it's Andy's Girls. It's episode, <coughs> I don't know. I think it's 357. That could be wrong, but this guest is nothing but right. You know him as a New York Times bestselling author. Behind the books, I Can't Date Jesus and I Don't Want to Die Poor and many other things you can Google, because listen, he's the best. Welcome back to Andy's Girls, Michael Arsenault. Michael, how are you? I'm so happy to be back. Oh, <laughs> I have so much to say. <laughs> I mean, I know that we've been trying to sync up for a minute, yes. so I am so excited about this, for this, energetically. There's nothing I need more than to talk to you right now, so I'm so excited. Truly, I feel like the endorphins are raising spiritually and otherwise. But before we dive in, how are we doing? How's LA? What's the vibe? What's the energy? How are you feeling? Um, A lot better. Um, I okay. like LA. Um, it's been a long year. Um, uh, I don't want to bring it all down, but it's just like a lot of... Actually, no. I feel like I'm coming around. I'm remind. I'm remembering why I came here, and I'm actually really enjoying myself again. So it's nice. I did. It was. It was starting to feel like this season of like Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. It just kept going and going and going and got a little oh dark. But now it's better. Hi, girls. <laughs> I mean, how much of that is attached to the experience of living in LA, or just dealing with the difficulties of life, or that yes. being intertwined? It's life. Life follows you wherever you go. I will say, LA. And has been really good for me to deal with like the frustration parts of life like grief mm -hmm. and the, the plague ongoing and just mm -hmm. the economy crashing or all this other nonsense well a tv development is life-sucking I think I told you that yes I think that might be part of it like, like I like to go hike I love to mm -hmm. listen to you while I'm hiking it's different Ooh. than listening to you on the train uh, <laughs> <laughs> or about people kicking me in the head um oh god but no, I'm good. I'm good. LA is really good to me. I don't know. You know, I often think as a New Yorker, get me the fuck out of here, which is the right. thing that I think all New Yorkers can bond uh, and, and stand behind, regardless of whether or not we actually really want to. But I am one of those people who gets like seasonal depression in the summer. Yes. Like I am that person where something about it like unrelated to any kind of like physical health stuff, there is an energy about it because I feel like everyone is supposed to be happy. Right. That makes me feel sad. And I wonder if LA would do that to me. I could see that, but I think, I mean, I'll say I lived in, I, this is my second time in LA. I think I might've given more into that the first time, being mm -hmm. a little bit older, being in a different headspace and seeing LA for what it is kind of based on my experience because LA is different things for people but I think I'm calmer now or at least really work to be and I try to be in a happy space because I have struggled with depression I understand um I think the place I am I'm where I'm at in my life now LA is much it's hard to be angry when it's so sunny 
but that doesn't mean there's not that expectation. I think if, yeah, um, I think when you look around LA, as beautiful as it is, you see a lot of people struggling on the street. Um, so I, for me, I never lose that kind of sight of like how hard things are. But I think when I look up and I see how pretty and sunny it is, it does kind of push me and motivate me. But if you're in a different space in your life, that actually might just get on your nerves. Um, but personally, I don't want to be cold and dark at like 4.30 in the morning. Like, cause some of my friends that have moved here, they miss New York. And I get that for them, but I don't miss it. Um, <laughs> like I enjoy New York, but like, I don't, I'm not in a rush to go back. I'm good. <laughs> I can go to work with like, bye, it's, it's cold. I don't want it. I mean, there the the New York winters are yes. very dark and problematic. They and the don't... and the rats. I heard Eric Adams like declare war, but like I I just <laughs> I'm I'm good. <laughs> We're on a pill. <laughs> <laughs> he held his latest press conference against rats, probably outside Casa Cipriani or you know Zero Bond or whatever whatever private club he was on his way into. I would not be shocked if he made if he didn't make an appearance on the rebooted uh, Roni. I feel like he'll be there um, in some capacity. He, he's that he's exactly that type. Could our New York City mayor be a friend of on the Real Housewives <laughs> of New York City reboot? If he could, he would. <laughs> I don't have a doubt in my mind. If he could, he would. I mean, so much of New York is about. You know, as Jill Zarin discussed during the first season of New York, the idea of society and yeah. running in a fabulous circle of people or whatever. But what Eric Adams is interested in and what people are interested in with Eric Adams is sort of a heightened version of or a more clarified version, I think, of what a lot of people felt toward Michael Bloomberg, like the idea yes. of status symbol. And with Michael, because of his huge success obviously with Bloomberg and everything else I think he had always been a status symbol mm -hmm. regardless of how you feel about his politics and then when he became mayor it was like oh my god versus Eric who's really seen through the mayoral title only which is an interesting kind of energy I could see some housewives try to explore Eric Adams is like Morgan Freeman's character and lean on me um as a club promoter who becomes mayor. Like I think when, I think it was Merrill when he said like Eric Adams, like what if a club promoter became mayor of New York? That's exactly what I get from Eric Adams. And actually he, there's a lot of Jill Zarin energy there. Like they're very happy to be seen. I could see them both making cameos. Jill probably might not even be invited, but she'll be there. And I like Jill, but it's, you know, you see it. Oh my God, the Jill. I also feel a little Kelly Clore and Ben Simone energy. Oh, yeah, yes. Everybody's <laughs> my friend. You know, I'm everywhere. Also, what is he talking about? Vegans eat fish. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, listen, so much of this is connected to the idea of home and the idea of like what home represents in pop culture, if anything else, which to me is my kooky crazy way of transitioning a little bit to Beverly Hills because yes. I think that I just want I need to get your thoughts and like the idea of the perception and personification on family right on BH is really interesting the idea of like home as a person or maybe as the exact opposite of that like family safe space uh you know disconnection and all of that being really interesting i need to know your reaction also considering your tagline your reaction to the bh 
reunion season as a result? What's popping out for you? Season, I watch, I try to watch in real time every week. I was mm. pretty much into it, but mm -hmm. at the same time, it got really exhausting very fast. It's always been dark, so it's not like that mm. big of a, but I will say I've been so sick of Lisa Renner for years. Mm. And while I'm deeply sorry about the loss of her mother, because Lois seemed like a really very sweet woman. She was very entertaining on camera. Um, Lisa Renner is a horrible human being who gets joy from toying with people's lives as if she's on the set of Days of Our Lives and is so bitter and obsessed with maintaining relevance on that show that she's willing to toy with anybody's life for sport and Kyle Richards should know better. I mean, I get that she has her own issues with family. Um, I really need to go read that old book, but mm. I just feel like, <laughs> okay, do I think Kathy Hilton lost her shit? Of course I do. I personally don't think she would use bag around poor people. Um, if she were going to use a certain slur, maybe be a Mar-a-Lago or something. I don't know. But I, I, even then, I don't I don't know. I mean, her daughter used to, respectfully. Um, but I just don't see Kathy doing that. And I'm pretty sure she... I don't even... I, I'm already spinning. I'm sick of Lisa right now. I, the best part of that reunion for me is when Kathy finally showed up. And mm. for once... Lisa, uh, Renna, and Erica, to an extent, at least got the energy that they give to everyone else. Because I think Garcelle, while amazing, and is kind of, you, um, I said this, like, I always, I remember her character Fancy from a Jamie Foxx show. Mm. I still call her Fancy because I think the core, and it's not an insult, Garcelle is like a very nice, fancy Haitian woman who I think is very cognizant of how Black women might be perceived on television, um, maybe raised to be cognizant of that and also doesn't want to play into angry black women tropes which they would use against her um i think obviously considering her children she said fuck a lot of that and just went for it but i think she's never really gone as hard at erica or Rena or any of them as she could because of that so it was nice to see someone kathy hi girls she that was i i, I took that as like very rich white woman code for she wants all the smoke. And she was just there and ready to let Rena have it. That was the best part. Um, because again, I find Lisa Rena so insufferable. And I really want, I, I feel like they're going to bring her back, but they shouldn't. Um, I don't think they put enough emphasis on those microaggressions. Because when I saw that go watch Dubai comment on Twitter, I knew exactly what she meant. This is a woman who, Harry Hamlin, he seemed cool. I would try the sauce, but at the same time, maybe not because he dressed like a Nazi for Halloween. She was sitting mm. next to him. Like, that's just someone that does this. And I think sometimes, like, I still believe that she uh, she said the thing about regards to, like, I don't want to talk about race on the show. There are little digs that Risa Rinna consistently does throughout, has done throughout the season and throughout the years that to me, I'm like, do you really want to walk down this path about Kathy and how she acts? Because we can make, run a list. It's, it's just annoying. I want, I've been wanting someone to do the version of curse her out for that format. That was as close as we're going to get. And I enjoyed it, but I don't want to see her anymore unless they bring Kim back to tag team on her. I'm just, I'm sick of her. Um, I'll stop now um, because I know I just went a bunch of different directions. I will say with Kyle, um, I loved when Kathy told her that she was a martyr mm. because I think Kyle has a right to be upset about how Kathy treats her. I think that's fair. 
But I think at the same time, you've already seen what Renette did to your relationship with Kim, by the way, what you did, because I still found it very, very nasty in the first season when she yelled at Kim about being an alcoholic. That was really, to me, low and disgusting. I, I never liked that. I just found that very telling about her. But I think now she's cognizant. I've enjoyed Kyle this season for the most part until the end. But I just think you knew what Renna was doing on some level. You could have stopped this. You didn't have to subject your sister to this. Um, and I don't, yeah, I'm, I just, I, I, I understand that she has a right to be upset with Kathy, but she apologized. And you know that she's antagonizing the situation. You know that she's leaking things. And she's sitting there in front of you calling your sister a monster. I can say all the things in the world to my siblings and I actually wouldn't, but you get what I mean. You can mm -hmm. say things in an argument, whatever, but I would never let someone much less on television talk about them in that way with me sitting right there. I just, it's, I could, I couldn't understand why she couldn't even mouth one thing just to say, don't call her a monster, like enough, leave it alone. Why does Garcelle have to be the one to speak up? for Kathy in that situation or to point out to you or actually speak out for you that Ren is the one hurting your family. Why aren't you saying anything to her? It really irritated me. Um, and Dorit can go, but we'll get to that, sorry. Oh, don't you think Dorit did a pretty good job though in that, well, I mean, it doesn't necessarily take away from that, but in that moment trying to like translate to Kyle what was actually going on? I love that Dorit has showed up. I understand that I, she was going through a lot, but that actually, the robbery has nothing to do with the fact that at least the last three seasons, Dorit has been very mute. And while I enjoyed those last few moments of the third reunion of a very long and miserable season in some instances, um, mm -hmm. you finally speak up. Girl, where you been? Because I actually, I forgot that Dorit used to get the girls together. I During the season when they were posting the clips, I was like, all right, she had she had plenty of words for Miss Erica Jane. She did not care. Um, Dorit is chic. I, I mean, I like that, but like, I don't care. We can find someone else for that. Like she is neck and neck to me with Cherie on like wasting a season. And in, in Dorit's case, she literally was dealing with trauma. So I understand some of that. But at the same time, like I said, she's just not been there for a while. Yeah. And what I feel like is maybe taking place here, we talk so much on AG and within the Bravo sphere about the Fox force and the mm. alliance and like the toxic energy emanating from the idea that I no longer care about what conflict means when it comes to this core group of five and then four, like it's only about protection and silence mm. and, uh, neutrality is a form of support and that that is only what some of these people want i.e erica who to me is like using coded language when she says like i want my friends to shut the fuck up like that yes. is support to me is like what friendship means to erica which honestly makes a lot of sense when you think about erica but putting that sort of aside i was thinking a little bit about the fox force alliance and how so much of it I I think leads with Kyle first, like mm -hmm. the idea of the Fox Force being a sisterhood, the way that she looks at Rinna as a sister, the way that she says to her actual sister, Rinna is also one of us. Like mm -hmm. I consider her at the same level, which I think is really kind of complicated. But then I think about why Kyle stayed silent 
and a lot of people are saying it's because she's afraid of Rena or because of the alliance. And I'm like, maybe that's what she thinks sisterhood is like watching someone act out and then not pushing back, even if it's against your own best interests on the show. I think that's fair. I mean, I've, I've, I've know I've heard a little bit about their family dynamic, so I can imagine that plays into it, but I think, um, I mean, all broken homes are not the same, but mm. <laughs> coming from my own, I think there is a certain point in your adulthood when you at least, if nothing else, understand that um, I would like, at least ideally, you would want to treat other people as you would like to be treated. Mm-hmm. So I think in the same way Garcelle pointed out, you would have never laughed about that if this involved your children. I think in the case of Kathy, Kyle would have never put up with that. We would never hear the end of half of what was going on. In fact, it probably would run for like three seasons. Um, I just think in that moment, even if you think that's what sisterhood is, um, which I hope you work out in, th- in therapy, yeah, um, on the side, at least come like you, you're watching it or I guess she stopped, you know, I, you know that you wouldn't like if this, if this was done to you, forget the relationship. I mean, she's so, if some, whenever I, 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 enjoy, I think I'm back and forth with Kyle. Um, I don't want to say I was a Camille grammar truther, but, um, <laughs> I always felt like Camille got a very raw deal in that first and second season with Kyle. Um, Just gonna say that, but (laughs) I didn't mean to make it (laughs) justice for Camille. Um, (laughs) Another another Republican I have a soft spot for. It's it's Nicole Wallace, Kathy Hilton. I think Camille Grammer. That's about it. Oh my Um, god, (laughs) I love Nicole. I love. But no, I just think. Come on, Kyle, like, you know better. Like, this would never, this, this would, you You should, or maybe she doesn't know, maybe to your point, maybe she doesn't know better in terms of a sister, but I'm just like, would you put up with this? Would you, like, I, I, I'll stop, but I, I I'm for, I just want, I, I enjoy Kyle, that's all I meant. It's just, I don't understand how in that moment she couldn't say one thing. Any, even just understanding her sister, like, maybe there's, maybe there's no real appeasement, but whatever <laughs> I think I, I lose it I'm, uh, I just I don't get I don't understand how in that moment she still managed to make it literally all about her well I think a part of it is because she feels like Kathy hurt her and deserves what's coming that's to yes. and at her I think for for Kyle she's maybe thinking like you treated me like shit this is your turn now you know, I, I don't or maybe this is like the the cost of doing business by being on Housewives that you have to bear the brunt of a certain level of chaos and conflict. But yes, I, I don't know why she can't see that it crossed a line. Right. I think everybody I mean, if she's even operating from the mindset that everyone gets a turn, fair enough. But in this context, this is literally a family, your niece. Which, which, by the way, the only reason before Housewives we knew who you were is because you appointed yourself right. as a Hilton family spokesperson. Mm-hmm. So if your niece is liking tweets s- suggesting that you set your mom up, set her mom up, at what point do you not, and like everyone gets a turn, but do you have to play such an inactive or active or plot of role in it? I just feel like Yes, you're. We had, but honestly, that's back to what Kathy was saying. She, she, once something happens to her, that's all she can focus on. Um, she, she kind of creates the rule is whenever it applies to, for her, but like when everyone else, it's like, mm, I don't, 
I'm sorry, I can't get Kyle's card right. I practiced it earlier. Um, <laughs> sorry, I flopped on that one. I had it earlier. <laughs> well, don't you worry. There's going to be many opportunities, I'm sure. We're, to... on, a, we're on a pill. <laughs> <laughs> we're on a pill. Um, you know, I, I received so many messages on IG from people being like, listen, I know that you don't fuck with Teddy, but um, Kyle was on her episode and I think you would find it interesting. And uh, shout out to Bravo Bone Collector on Instagram who actually transcribed a lot of the episode for Thank people God, who didn't want to listen. What a public service. But I did listen to the episode today noting that I was doing other things. So like you you guys know my attention level is not uh, at a premium tier. But um, there were moments that I thought was interesting because she referenced you wouldn't do that to blood in saying how inappropriate it was for Paris and Kathy to be liking negative tweets about Kyle. And I'm just thinking like, Kyle, we're still not getting why they're doing that. It's because of your behavior in the reunion. It's because you equated Rinna to your blood and then stayed quiet it's like I'm not even trying to discount her crying and how her sisters might perceive it I'm just saying like you when someone is calling your sister evil what does it say that you feel like your role is to stay quiet and then question liking tweets and aren't you supposed to be so close to your nieces I distinctly remember you saying that in fact you said it a few times call your nieces ask what the problem is specifically before you show up to the reunion and then watch her do essentially everything that's breaking up your family in real time. If you care that much, I just think that at some point you, she should have, I would, I would just say I would have handled it differently. And while she Mm. thinks everyone gets a turn, sure. Well, Kyle, you're going to get another turn because the public is not on your side. And I know you care so much about that. And I actually saw that she was on two T's in a pod, but Mm -hmm. I, I just can't listen to Teddy Mellencamp. She's she's a loser. Um, I don't like her. I'm sorry. I just she's not nice. Um, and she's squirming her way. Girl, we don't want you. And that's another thing about her, Kyle and Crystal. If that's your plan to get her back, we don't want it. Well, Teddy actually references that during the episode, and they have a good old laugh about the idea that a lot of people, and I've discussed this on AG too, are referencing like the how much of your dislike of Crystal has to do with the fact that you feel like she's taken Teddy's spot. And they have a nice little chuckle about it, but I do also think like, man, there's something about the sisterhood that Kyle finds in her relationship with Teddy which I don't want to take away from obviously they have meaningful roles in each other's lives regardless of how much I fucking loathe Teddy Joe Mellencamp um team baby carrots for life but (laughs) there is also something about the positioning of how they view sisterhood of like I am always going to be your translator. I am never going to push back, which Teddy has seemingly applied to the other members of the Fox Force. Again, the idea of this like toxic sisterhood, which doesn't take away from the actual toxicity that is so seemingly obvious in the Richards. It doesn't, sisters, it doesn't take away from how Kathy has treated Kyle and how maybe Kyle has struggled in that role. But I don't know. I think 
there is an ease to which they're simplifying what's going on, which doesn't make a lot of sense when Kyle is also acknowledging how complicated their dynamic is between her and Kathy. It 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 feels off. Can I just say, um, the Fox Force Five is the show in general. I think benefits greatly from Erica Jane's life imploding. Mm-hmm. Perhaps the cast in Garcelle and Kathy, but I think the Fox Sports Five, just as a unit and a narrative device on the show, is so boring. I know it's just been four of them, but mm. I don't find th- their concept of friendship. To your point, to me, is so sisterhood and friendship is so flawed. Yeah, it's an alliance. They don't hold pe- other people accountable. They like to bully other women. They really are very one note, and they have been for years. I don't find them entertaining. What I like about Kyle, if nothing else, is that she knows how to at least pivot on the show. Mm-hmm. She is a very great bridge. I kind of, I still can't see the show really without her. Mm-hmm. Um, in that way, I don't find Lisa Renner as serviceable for stated reasons. She's evil. Um, Erica Jane, while um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know where to begin. Um, I see, I, I get her on the show at least for the foreseeable next few seasons, future as she deals with her stuff. Um, I do hope she opens up a little bit more, but I just think that unit is stale and it's been stale for years. And I'm like, I'm so sick of them because I think ultimately they're not even that great a group of friends. What I love about Potomac, they all genuinely seem like, well, most of them seem like friends and can call each other out. Even rebooted Roni in the midst of all that chaos they there was something that connected all of them but I think what's really been missing from Atlanta for the last couple years is that they're not really all friends but when they all had these real relationships it was just more interesting yeah I just feel like every other franchise I can think of even when you, you see these alliances you'll see them at least call each other out and this group's inability to do that ever is so exhausting and boring and like I can imagine a drain to film around you can see the exhaustion in Garcelle and Sutton's face mm-hmm. <laughs> as Kathy was like you know what it's about time someone else handles them like I'm tired and just as a, I'm like I'm tired of them I I'm tired of watching them fail to figure out what friendship actually looks like and it's not entertaining watching them stumble season after season bully antic after bully antic like even Tamara and Vicky and Shannon were better at like <laughs> holding each other accountable on some respect. Like it's just, it's just, they're just boring to watch because I just find them very, it's just mean and self-important and just like nasty. It's, there's no entertainment value. And I'm, I really genuinely hope that Kyle and Kathy figure that out because I really actually never liked watching her and Kim fight like that on camera. Mm. Um, and watching Kyle in tears while I do think the martyr critique applied that wasn't pleasant to watch and I can't see that getting better next season if the current cast is the way it is I just don't see that also I forgot to say this I still hate Diana Jenkins I hate her even more I mean she's such what a what a waste um but yeah I just I'm tired of watching them they're not really friends it's just an alliance. I mean, maybe I'm sure they think they are, but I don't want to watch it anymore. Where's Latoya Jackson and Brenda Ritchie? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel like a lot of what Kyle is doing is complicated because she's literally allowing Rena to act as her surrogate. Yes. What Rena is saying is, I'm only doing this because you've been so vile to Kyle. And with Kyle staying quiet, 
because she's crying, because she's in shock, whatever else, she is allowing this kind of battle to continue. And it's just if if you if Kyle believes that Kathy is a bad person, that Kathy is the devil, that Kathy is evil, I think it's Kyle's responsibility to say that. But she is saying it because she's not pushing back in real time when Rinna says it. And then in a really uneven kind of post-reunion style is saying it's so, or actually they mentioned it during the reunion too, is saying that her niece and her sister liking mean tweets is somehow as bad. It just doesn't, it doesn't even out. And it, it gives Rinna so much power and weight, which apparently Kyle essentially agrees to share. And that's what's frustrating. Like clearly he wanted Rena to be a surrogate. Maybe perhaps what happened is that it got way out of control, right. went far farther than you thought, but that should have been expected because it's Lisa Rena. Look how she treated your sister. Look how she treats your ex, Van uh, how she treated Vanderpump. Look how she treats anyone. I, I'm so sick of Lisa Renna. I'm sorry. I'm just, like, I don't, I don't need it. Um, Put me on pause. <laughs> I mean, I completely agree. And I also think the way that Kyle acknowledges history with toxicity is important. We obviously don't understand the full story, but she doesn't seem as interested in acknowledging Lisa Rinna's toxic history, especially as it concerns her family. And it's that kind of rejection of what we have watched on reality TV while acknowledging that this isn't all real, what we're right. watching, that is a contradiction that it's hard to get over or through. I think that's one of many points that I think some viewers are struggling with. Like you're pretending that this foundation, which is very uneven on one side, is only filled with the best intentions on the other. And that's just quite literally factually incorrect. And you, you're smarter than that. Right. I, I I really think the viewers just see through Kyle. I don't know if Kyle sees herself quite just yet, but I, I'm gonna I'm gonna actually lift them in prayer after this. I hope the summer brings them some kind of peace for my own viewing habits because they do need to bring Kathy back. So one of them has to, one one of the other side has to go. Um, I need my Kathy back. Do you think that they really will put Rena on pause? Do you think that's really possible? No, not now. Now that Kathy's making public demands, no, I, 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 I could. I do you think they'll elevate Kathy, or which I guess that's her choice. She doesn't want to be elevated. Right? I don't think she wants to be elevated. I don't think that. I think she's getting like the max amount of whatever she can withstand plus some. I don't think she has any interest in that because I think that would also necessitate her needing to involve her family more which I don't think she's willing to do I don't think they're I want them to get rid of Lisa Renna I'm not sure they will but I don't think they can let Kathy go so I'm curious to see what the most powerful friend of in Bravo history <laughs> um, will get to appease her mm. but I will say um for different reasons uh, which, by the way, even the morally corrupt Faye Resnick did a better job of defending oh Kathy God. than Good Kyle. It's, it's just really embarrassing. Um, we can't let Kathy go, though. 
I, Kathy can't go. I, for me, I, I can't lose Kathy. That's, she really kept me going this season. I was waiting for her to pop up. She is, she is the moment. I'm giving you eyes right now. I didn't know how how far and hard this Kathy love went. She is hilarious, which is why I try to block out the things that might turn me off. I'm like, no. Um, which, by the way, I see the other side of Kathy Hilton. I watched that Paris Hilton doc. Um, and I watched a little bit of, I watched Paris in Love. I watched all of it. Um, she has an, she has another side. I, I could, I see it. I could, see, I could see her losing her shit. It's just, Keep her anyway. No, I'm sorry. She's funny. That is a funny, that is a funny rich woman. I don't care. Bring Kathy back. I, I'm a slutton. I love fancy. Oh, yes. Kyle can stay. Um, Erica, I, I, I have a, a I, I quoted Erica in my second book and she knows. I said you, um. Yeah, I read it. I remember. It was in the intro. It was in yes, the, yeah, yes. yeah. I do feel bad now though. Um, no Diana Jenkins. Um. <laughs> Ciao, AGs. I am speaking to you right now from Rome, Italy, where I am having a little bit of a European adventure. While I love the city and have had so many unique experiences to historical sites, the Vatican, we went to the Pantheon earlier today, there was a little bit of a hiccup in the apartment that we're staying in. And while I really enjoyed getting to know Fabrizio, the owner of the flat, there was a little bit of a language barrier because I unfortunately do not speak any Italian, even though I have watched The Sopranos all the way through at least three times. And this is where Rosetta Stone comes in. What would have helped me enormously in traveling abroad would have been brushing up, also known as entirely learning, the language of Italian. It could have broken down barriers and conversation with Fabrizio. And I also think speaking the language of the place that you're in is a sign of respect to the locals. It's also the ability to fully immerse yourself in the experience. And me not knowing any Italian, apologies to my grandpa Reno, who did make pizza from scratch, it would have been an incredible and even more incredible memorable experience. Rosetta Stone is the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered, including Spanish, French, Italian, that's right, German, Chinese, and even more. Rosetta Stone immerses you in so many ways. There are no English translations, so you can really learn, listen, and think in that language you want to learn. It's designed for long-term retention, which is especially helpful for me because while this is my first trip to Italy, I really truly hope it won't be my last. The lifetime membership that Rosetta Stone offers has all 25 languages for any and all trips and language needs in life. That's lifetime access to all 25 language courses that Rosetta Stone offers for 50% off. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, AGs can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today, today. Ciao. Hey, AGs. Are you ready to add a touch of luxury to your home, just like the Real Housewives? BCC Villa Rosa. Obvs. Introducing Home Threads, where style meets comfort for the ultimate glam experience. Picture this. 
chic furniture, one could even say chic c'est la vie, that mirrors the elegance of your favorite housewives' mansions. With exclusive designer collections and a curated selection, HomeThreads.com has everything you need to make your space as fabulous as the housewives themselves and always at the best value. Unlike Joe Gorka's initial attempts at windows, perhaps. Now, I have to tell you, I know that Padma is no longer on Top Chef, and may her memory be a blessing, but nothing has made me feel better prepared to host future seasons and potentially even iterations of Top Chef Upper East Side Edition than the Henkel's clad 10-piece stainless steel cookware set in silver that I got along with a two-piece stainless steel ceramic nonstick fry set from Zwilling thanks to Home Threads. It makes me feel like I am finally ready to be a top chef one egg over easy at a time. They're gorgeous. They look great in the apartment. For someone like me who lives in New York City which with a very small space, what I have in my kitchen is important because guests who come to visit me see it. And I'm so, so thankful to have discovered Home Threads because now I feel fully prepared to make eggs a la Francais. Head over to homethreads.com today and live your best real housewives life. Go to homethreads.com slash andyscrolls and get a code for 15% off your first order. Again, that's homethreads.com slash andyscrolls for a 15% off code off your first order. Home Threads, love where you live. But Kathy can't go. I just want to go back to Kathy can't go. I need Kathy there. You know what I thought was really funny? Someone posted this and I shared on IG and apologies, I forget which account it was, but Andy said on Radio Andy today, because so many people are asking about Rinna's IG story where she showed a manila envelope that said Aspen receipts oh, yes. and like she started a conspiracy theory with the creators and pals she has in her pocket to talk about how there's a, a in the words of Hillary Rodham Clinton, a vast right wing conspiracy essentially that uh, necessitated the burying, the cull of this moment from the reunion because it was just so dramatic and eviscerating about what uh, Rinna had gone through with Kathy and Aspen and Kathy used her power and and ensured that it wouldn't take place. And fucking Andrew Cohen, OK, went on Radio Andy. To, I think it was today. It had to have been today and said, listen, what was in the manila envelope was specific to receipts with the Elton John right, I AIDS heard that. Foundation gala table. And it was, there were moments, huge moments, just in terms of like, I think length of time to talk that were cut from the reunion because it just wasn't necessary. And uh, this was one of them, which I thought was so fucking funny because of course it had nothing to do with Aspen. Of course she would write on a fucking manila envelope uh, that she has yes. all the tea and and for some reason it's the one thing she hasn't managed to you know share on Instagram stories and then dirty delete of course because it was it was bullshit of course it was it's Lisa Rinna she late she's late like I just it's I and I used to actually find her amusing I have a soft mm. spot for her because my mom made me watch Desperate Housewives I mean not Desperate Housewives mm. Days of Our Lives when my yeah, yeah, yeah. got possessed by the devil so I have a little well, bit of once was she yeah Hope was that her name I can't remember I don't Billy know. I don't know one of them <laughs> but this is what I mean like it's this is stale it's not interesting everything's not a I I heard the clip 
I did not know that was the context that she was once again, she's bored. Go, I, 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 I want her to leave. And I, I will say, I, I, I don't think they'll get rid of her, but I do think she's causing so much trouble outside of the show mm. and alienating so many people. I do wonder if she's doing that work for her because she, she, I get that she can't, she has no impulse control, but also like, aren't you 50, 60, learn some, pay somebody to mm. help you. Um, mm. I'm just sick of her. No, I'm, I'm, she's boring. We don't need her. I feel like find another villain and I want her to go actually do the, that Jonah Rivers documentary where she was talking, mm-hmm. basically trying to, um, I usually remember the title, Plague Brain, but it's a fantastic- Piece of work. Piece of work, yes. I, I think, thought that I was think. a great documentary about Joan fighting, for clawing her way back to the top for fame. That is Lisa Rinna without most of the talent, but maybe she should find some director to do the same thing with her while she goes sells diapers, ages, and puts her daughter, uh, whatever. Do anything else besides Housewives. You're boring. It's late. You have nothing to give us anymore. Kyle's friendship alone can't save you. And Kathy is just going to eat you up the way she did at the reunion. So why do we need to bother anymore? And what she actually did to Sutton, I'm a mad at her all over again, was nasty. I'm a, I'm a slutton, by the way. You are a slutton. I love it. I, I love this slutton. journey. Because they tried, I'm like, they tried to portray Sutton as the racist. I'm like, that's the only one, if you looked at IG before, she that had Black friends. So leave, get, leave Sutton be. She don't, like, and also she has real money. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't afford to be classes yet, but like, come on, Lisa. Right <laughs> I can't wait until that moment when I can afford to be classes, which will literally never happen because debt sticks to me like I don't know what. I mean, it just follows me wherever I go. It's just talk about impulse control. On, on that, I can agree with Rinna because there's always another dress to be had. I mean, I get it. But isn't I that exhausting? It. Like the show just ended. You're still on IG. You're still pretending that you're actually do- like it's boring. You're boring. Like you're you're a soap actress. You've been doing this for decades. You don't have better tricks up your sleeve. Like I'm bored. She's boring. And Harry Hamlin is a nice man besides that Nazi night. I don't want to go down that road. But like go make some sauce for somebody else and keep it on camera. I'm sick of them. Um Well, it does go into the complications when Housewives becomes the entirety of your universe or maybe it's not the entirety of the universe it's just the majority of it but you're unwilling to show us that other part then this gets really complicated because it's like housewives inception we're staring inside of the world staring inside of the world staring inside of the world and all that's in the middle of it is just like nothingness and chaos you have to there has to be something else going on and while we all acknowledge because it's honestly almost a disclaimer at this point that Rinna has foisted upon us that she did go through an incredibly difficult and seemingly all-consuming death the the loss of a parent which is for many people not all but for many people that can truly change the way that you see yourself, the way that you see the world, your future, everything. Well, there is a lot of depth and gravity to that, which of course is accurate and true, but like that's also not the entirety of Lisa Rinna's life. That is a huge part of it because, and we've seen Lois on the show for years, but like there are other things here that you are hiding. You can't hide behind Kathy Hilton forever. Otherwise, I don't know, production isn't doing its job. I really, I'm glad, I really genuinely feel so sorry 
like I, I'm dealing with grief, but not that type of grief. Um, I can't imagine what's that that's like. I can I believe her that it that helped facilitate some of the anger that she used on other people. But I really do think that extends beyond this because she's always had that. I think if anything, mm -hmm. even how she was booed at BravoCon, which I need to go to because it's literally, it gives WrestleMania, but for something I actually still <laughs> like. So, Love but she is feeding off of essentially being like to the wrestling analogy, being a heel. She likes being a villain, which I don't actually think is wise for a housewife because for me, I thought I've never been Kenya more hair care. I'm not, a, I'm still blocked by her. That's fine. Don't search your mm -hmm. name. She's nasty to people, but she was, I love her. That's I love it. She, her. she was very pleasant last season. I'm just saying, like, even if Kenya is, <laughs> plays the villain on the show, she's funny. She's not, well, she has been nasty, but I don't think her core is to like literally just kind of feed off of, essentially, like giving her co workers hell in the way Lisa Renna has enjoyed for years now. It's like a, for Renna, it's gotten worse. And I don't know if, if the grief is part of that, but she seems angrier and she feeds off of it more. And it's kind of manifesting both on the show when she does Watch What Happens Live, when she uh, like the stories. It's like, it, it's just a bad look. Like, it not only is it not exhausting for me to watch on TV, I actually don't want to see Lisa Renna go out like this. <laughs> um, I'd rather she channel that somewhere else, but because I, I can't say that it's all grief, but if it is, then it's like, it's it's actually made the worst parts of you that we've seen on mm -hmm. TV even worse. And I just find it really unbearable, but I kind of want her to have peace, but just, it's not entertaining. It's just, like, yeah, it's really, it's a turnoff. Like, it's just like, you're a life suck of the show now. And I don't get why a housewife would feed that much off of being a villain because essentially the audience some portion of the audience has to be with you for you to work on the show. If you're getting booed when you go to BravoCon to that extent, in the context of someone who apparently allegedly threw out epithets and all that stuff in the crowd is still like, what? it's just <laughs> take the cue girl. Like it's not connecting. I don't know. Does that make sense? Yeah, of course it does. And I think for Lisa Rinna, she's trying to convince all of us that cruelty is the price you pay for grief. Right. I'm never, I'm never going to agree with that equation. I think people make mistakes and they fuck up, but it's her constantly trying to disavow her behavior, which makes me think she doesn't like this. When she goes out and when she tells Page Six or whomever after, it was like the WWE and I felt like a wrestler. She's, she's spinning and I understand why she is, but she's not enjoying it in the way that she wants us to think she is, regardless of her flipping the bird to the crowd right. I don't think she likes this I think she really is trying to dance around the idea that she wants people's opinions to change against Kathy like I think she really wants a reshifting to take place which just the, no. the audience has made their choice I don't know what you do after that I think that's why she's increased her hashtag systematic bullying online because she's still frantically trying to convince people that she wasn't wrong. Yeah, girl, I'm. It's we're not. We're we're, we're hunky dory. We're not get move on. You failed. You flopped at it. I get. What you, no, I agree. That's I see that. I just let it go. It's not working. It's it's just making you more unlikable to be this antagonistic, obsessed with it. Absolutely. And speaking of hunky Dory, I do want to reshift a little bit because okay. you dropped a little nugget in my text messages that we might have something to talk about when it comes to Heather and Whitney. And I want to know what your reaction is to the Heather, Whitney, Meredith, Lisa of it all 
because a lot of that is friendship as sisterhood too and also friendship as like we find out as adults that we're family like that is also very complicated and and difficult and i'm i'm curious as to your response to all of it um first i do i truly miss mary crosby cosby um mm, interesting i do think the show needed a little bit of that but I will say it's it's better than I thought it would be because I actually assumed the show would, show would lose me um Heather and Whitney is interesting um I'll say um that the last was that last week that was last week um the last two weeks I, uh, Whitney I really like right now <laughs> I really like Whitney she's really really sweet <laughs> and I'm wishing her well on her journey but girl mm -hmm. what are you doing okay the abuse situation horrible it for it to be that bad um mm. that you blocked it out I can only imagine I am proud of her for even being willing to share that I can't imagine how hard that is and to actively work through it much less on camera and around people that said she is not the brightest sweet sweet person not the brightest um and so sometimes she well most of the time she does her wires get crossed it's like girl part of your healing and being believed in context of your child abuse has nothing to do with your cousin co-signing a rumor that your homegirl sucked dick for some jazz tickets, allegedly, which I do not believe because I love mm -hmm. Lisa Barlow. Mm -hmm. um, I just don't see her doing that to John, much less mm -hmm. for jazz tickets. I, no. I just, I just, but the fact that we're still talking about this because in that moment you needed to be validated that much. That's another, like, you don't need to talk to Heather. You need to talk to a therapist. Because if you're doing this with other people, that's already like a bad, I mean, healing is, healing takes a lifetime, particularly in the context of abuse and trauma like related to it. But that made absolutely no sense to watch. And when Heather let it rip, um, while it wasn't the most sensitive way of doing mm -hmm. it, and I, this is maybe my, my own healing journey, I laughed a little bit because I was like, because you guys know, actually, when I thought they broke up, I was like, oh, I know I'm just going to stand with Whitney because I always found Heather's, Heather's obsession with Jen and because she was nice to me, I'm going to be nice, which we'll get to that. But and that, I was with Heather. I'm actually on Heather's side because I'm like, girl, her respecting your, you, you needing your voice to be heard and you all, that has nothing to do with her not remembering a rumor like of that. And which, by the way, it's a bunch of bullshit people tell me. I might not remember it. Or I might, like Heather said, choose to not remember it. That doesn't mean mm. I, I didn't happen in the moment, but like, I'm not going to hold on to something that ridiculous, especially when it's designed to be hurtful and nasty. I also don't understand why Whitney brought it up to begin with other than just to be messy. Mm. Um, but when she's, she, Heather, I'm like, you're not, you're not about, I'm like, girl, you, I fast forward and then I had to go back and finish it. I'm like, I don't want this. Did he, am I being, am I, am I, am I a monster like Heather now? I was like, oh, get her Heather. Um, no, I'm not, I'm not you didn't <laughs> No, I'm shaking her. my head. You're not, you're not in any way, but I do think it's like, 
it's complicated for me in watching this because I really do not fuck with Angie H. It's H, right? Yeah, oh, Angie fair, Harrington. Fair. There's something about her that rubs me the exact wrong way. And this is no disrespect to Heather, but finding out that like Heather and Angie are really good friends makes me suspicious of Angie because mm-hmm. Heather doesn't necessarily like pick great friends or she people to align with. So I'm, yeah, so I'm like watching the Angie stuff and I'm like, ooh, this is like, while I I don't disagree with Angie being on camera and being a friend of, there's something about her intentions here that I really don't believe. And when Lisa Barlow very clearly was like, get the fuck away from me, get the fuck away from me. I was thinking, you know what? I would do the exact same thing because this person does not have good intentions. And what they're saying on camera is a way off camera is a way to get them on. Yes. And there's something about this that that isn't great it's gross um uh, lisa barlow who got me to try del taco by the way that this taco is actually great thank you lisa oh barlow. great yes i, I love that love her um <laughs> also can i just ask uh i mean I, 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 what is um i i know i know she pled guilty late and i know no one is guilty from to prove it innocent but come the fuck on with jen shaw like the way they're treating her this season I do understand Erica, but I mean, she hasn't said Erica's frustration. Erica must be pissed. I would be pissed every single moment of every single day if it were at least brought up to me. You know what I mean? Um, the way they treat, the fact that they were even on a trip for her, I get it. Girl might be going, I mean, she's going to prison, but I'm sorry. <laughs> I know innocent until proven guilty. Um, I have no faith in the American justice system for several reasons. It rubs the skin. It rubs the lotion on its skin. Um, what the fuck about treating her to some trip? <laughs> As if, and Mer- I, what I love about this, also, this is very telling about me. Meredith has known this entire time that she was going to prison. Mm-hmm. And when she was explaining to Heather, that's what I meant. Like, I'm not Heather. Uh, Whitney. And Whitney. And yeah, Whitney. Whitney, yeah, Whitney yeah. especially. Oh, he pled guilty. I mean, that's good. Maybe that means she won't go to jail. I'm like, first of all, none of y'all should have been on this trip anyway. Just call it a girl's trip, but not for Jen. When she had, I'm like, twerk that ass. I like, did the girl that was, what was she? She did want, she did hair and she, she, she shook her ass for people. Um, she twerked, sorry, twerk coach. Forgive me. I don't want to denigrate her position. Oh yeah. I forget what her name is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, didn't you a, f- a few months last like last season have to get money from your mama like a million dollars why do you have ha- the, what is what is happening not only should you not be on a trip not to say you you know have fun while you still can i guess but not that much fun and not a celebration of you and even how again i actually understand um heather's frustration with whitney but yelling at her about this trip is supposed to be about jen Oh, girl, the trip can be ruined for Jen because Jen's allegedly, probably, it seems like ruined a lot of people's lives. Like, oh, people, why are we celebrating this woman? I, and I think she's in, like, I will admit, when I saw Jen um, twerking at the Lotto concert, I, 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 I was at the Lotto concert. Mm-hmm. I, was twer- I was twerking, too. I'm a, I'm a scratch off. <laughs> I love Lotto. That's one thing. You're not at work. I just feel like, why are we acting like we don't know what's coming? Are, are, are the, are, how? Because they did a lot of events. I would have actually liked to see more about Mary. They asked more hard. They asked harder questions about Mary's church than they ever still have about Jen. I'm like, maybe that comes later. But even that, I'm like, 
that's actually what I want to say pushed me. And I'm, I'm still watching. But when I saw they were going on a trip with Jen, I was like, do I want to watch this? There is for Jen, like this idea that like we even before she changed her plea, it was like, come on, we were all winking at each other. Like we knew what was going on. And on Beverly Hills, I think that there was a sense of frustration between some of the members of the cast about the ways that the Erica stuff, and by that I mean like the Tom stuff and Tom was married to Erica, was brought in and could have taken the season down, the franchise down, whatever. I think that there was a lot of understandable frustration about this being the thing, but also the thing that we get yelled at if we, God forbid, dare to discuss it. On Salt Lake, I'm not actually, I think we got maybe a little bit of that last season, but I'm not really seeing that at all right now, which is interesting to me. And my like, I don't know, I don't know if this is like a character conspiracy theory, but like, I really do think that the reason that we're not seeing that is because it's not related to a spouse and you know like that aspect but i think it's i think it's cuz they know what's up i really i really do versus with erica which is complicated erica hasn't been charged in anything there are questions of you know did you benefit from this which is currently being litigated in the court but like she hasn't been charged again as i say but like with jen it's like y'all like she was she was the creator and EP of this stuff. I will say, I don't love the way Erica has spoken about this situation the most of the entire time. But even so, I will actually give her a little bit of credit in that you te- whether you benefited from it, you, you benefited from it is one thing. You didn't actually do it. Did you? I, I go down a big rabbit hole, I get. Yeah, it's too much. But... Jim, as you said, she is the mastermind. You all have literally have clearly people. I did when she described her work, I was like, girl, what do you do? Um, you do what? You have all of this, but you rent this house. And what does he do? It it didn't add up from jump. And so I think they do know what's up, but I guess for me, it's like you know what's up. Not only are you not addressing it, we're celebrating her, we're choosing to believe her on camera, perpetuate this innocence particularly at a time where a lot of people are suffering, going through things. And I know that's not necessarily a point of the show, it's entertainment and escapism, but I, I have to be like, I, like the way, I mean, I will say, I give her the credit for being flat out like, you know what, I'm sticking by her because she's a friend to me and I feel like she needs a friend. I don't think I would make that same commitment to someone that hurt people like that unless it's a very heavy, deep friendship, which they do not have based on season one, but okay, that's her choice. But I think the rest of the cast is just as complicit by sitting there acting like I, I just I'm not I'm not twerking with some woman that ripped off Granny. Yes, and the conversation is all built around are you a good friend to Jen? And it's like, is Jen a good friend to you? Look what was happening behind the scenes. Look at the cost of doing business and showing off her lavish lifestyle. She brought that to you. Yeah. But you are now not to say that anyone else is uh, culpable for Jen's crimes, but we're pretending that the real crime here is being a bad friend to Jen. The one who is actually responsible for that first rumor about Meredith that Lisa Bar- um went off on and what she assumed was not going to air. I'm like, she's actually the root of a lot of y'all <laughs> yeah. problems. And again, 
the feds rolled up to y'all job at y'all were shooting y'all at work mm-hmm. the feds show up you might not be the brightest but i'm sorry if the if the fbi and it was um it was multiple federal agencies um right. homeland security they showed up to y'all's job at a reality show and so literally less than a year later pay that rent pay that rent pay that rent girl if y'all all don't get up what the hell is happening i just it, that blows my mind i think that's i'm I'm struggling with that aspect this season and that's one reason i do wish mary crosby was there because even though i think mm. that i wouldn't go to that church i want to visit it just as you know take a selfie but <laughs> even if she might not be the person to be questions people's uh morality she would have at least brought it up because she was she was the only one that really did the last season i just find it so strange to watch as much as i'm as interested as i am with the dynamic of bad weather breaking up and uh meredith and lisa which by the way meredith you just are mad at lisa and you're and you don't want to forgive her fine but there's a sanctimonious sanctimonious quality to meredith that is um really draining to watch after a while because she's also not that interesting and i like i actually <laughs> like where does cool i was like i have a gay son which by the way i'm like wasn't that an issue two years ago was the issue that she i thought she was mad that she was outed she's like we don't know if brooks is gay um and then it just popped didn't that happen the first season or was I that online she, was, she did it i think that there were i don't remember to be honest but i think that there was maybe a conversation but I I again don't remember if it was led by her but I understand her perspective Um, on this but like the fact that Jen was making maybe assumptions yes she has a right to take offense I only brought up to say I mean Lisa Barlow said a lot of shit it's that would be hard for me to get over especially if we're supposed to be tight but um Jen is no less I mean I guess she apologized but um you were quicker to forgive that than that. I just I don't get it. it that that I think she just you, Jen is a means to an end, which is to even even her friendship with um, Lisa Barlow and Whitney. This whole sitch with Meredith is so interesting. Meredith, who's like educating the other women about the practicalities involved with the law, which thank God she's there to do it, honestly, for for the benefit of all of us, by the way, too, not just the members of the cast, but like this whole innocent until proven guilty, which she has chosen to selectively utilize with Jen and herself. Of course. With like that, I wasn't trying to do stuff on camera. I never specifically said the Lisa rumors involve sex. I just nod it. You know, like there is a way that she is trying to be careful within the construct of a very, very messy circumstance, which is interesting to me. But I do also, I am a bar hoe. So I'm like, I don't know about that. I'm just not good sure. Meredith's storyline is I hate Lisa Barlow and I'm mad. Fine. I wish you would just own it, own it, own it. I, it sort of reminds me of, I know, Robin and Whitney, uh, Wendy. I'm like, you, Robin, you're just mad at Wendy from last, the reunion. That's it. Okay, so I want to get your thoughts on Potomac. Okay. What, what do you think is taking place? What do you think is going on? Robin, the last episode, okay. <laughs> Robin, that was horrible. You don't like Wendy. You have been looking for a way to get at Wendy 
because you're mad at her from the reunion, which I guess you can't say. But the thing about with the children, Mm -hmm. I did not like that at all. You're not going to ask a mother of young children to send their kids by way of Auntie Candace because I can't stand you. For my poorly organized <laughs> part day, which Robin, you know, the thing with Robin, Robin's like, just show up. That that's her vibe anyway. I get it. She's like, I'm I'm tired. I got all these kids and I'm selling hats. I can't deal with this. <laughs> <laughs> but because they don't they fight next week. I'm like, I just want them to get to the point where like, yeah, they're fighting. Robin, There's huge saying, fights next I'm, week. I'm mad at you. I've yeah. been mad at you. I would have actually, I mean, it's fine, but I would have, because I'm loving Potomac already this season because they're all yeah, so okay. good at it. I just wish Robin had come out the gate like Giselle. When Giselle was like, girl, don't hug me. We not good. I would have preferred that because I actually thought the example that she gave, Wendy wasn't saying like, what did these two say at the mm-hmm. Karen's um, spring um, Playing taco, taco party tequila. renaissance. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure. No, I don't know what it was. I don't know. Sure, what it was. <laughs> sure. I didn't think Wendy was actually giving that kind of energy. She just seemed clueless because I actually I will say Wendy doesn't um, seem to know her place on the show. Hmm. To well, first season. Uh, I'm not to say you can't be all things. First season was all about the four degrees. Her second season, she's a baddie. This year, Peter Thomas. Um, mm. I'm concerned for her. Um, because when <sighs> Peter Thomas and, and I could tell, because I'm like, I like you and Eddie together, but I could see that look in his eye when he said when she said three hundred thousand dollars and Peter Thomas. And he was like, Girl, you just it was I couldn't say I want he wanted to be like, you just broke even with these candles. We just start making money from this. And you trying to sink. Mm. I think Wendy wants to make the most of the show which is they all do but sometimes I wish she would just be more of herself rather than just sort of the the character of like like it's great that you have four degrees and you're a pundit I get it you're a pundit that wants to party you're in the DC area of course that makes sense but what what else is there beyond that because I will say this season so far, while I'm really enjoying it, you only saw Wendy, but for like two seconds mm. in the trailer for the season and she was headed to the hospital. Um, I guess I just want to know more about her outside of work. I did appreciate what she was saying about her hair loss and the stress. Uh, partic- I know that happens to moms when it's particularly after the second children. I remember my um, sister, my mom, you know, told me about stuff like that. Um, so there's no watch, but I think so far it's like every season it's kind of like a, not a gimmick, but just there's a hook. And I kind of want to see more than what's just the hook. Like I hope a whole season isn't wrapped around opening the club with Peter Thomas. I feel like that would that's gonna fall flat. If it's just beefing with Robin, I actually enjoy that more. Um, because apparently you just make the girls mad by showing up. That's interesting. Um, but just Peter Thomas, I just whenever I see Peter Thomas, I get worried. And it's no shade to Peter, but it's just like Peter's everywhere. I think I literally just saw him in a picture with another housewife on Instagram this weekend. <laughs> He has done more with Housewives than Cynthia ever did. Oh no, the Harry Dubin. The Harry Dubin. He is is the Harry Dubin. (laughs) 
but like from a business perspective you yes. know harry was, harry was a little bit different are you enjoying dr wendy just you know what i mean like it's just i don't think i don't mean this as an insult i really don't think of her like See? When, yeah like i i really i appreciated the scene with her doctor mm-hmm. talking about hair loss being a, a you know hormonally how stress is impacting her physical body um i think that's important to see on tv i'm appreciative for it you know as you're talking i'm just thinking like who is dr wendy and i i don't know that i considered before how much i don't know because i think a lot of it understandably so has been like focused on her identity through the lens of like her mom and yes. wanting to do a new path, not being seen as person X really wanted, wanting to be seen as person Y, but now person Y is splintering off. So it's like, where are we, you know, you're obviously you've made a choice to do reality TV. I think she's very effective at it, but like, where are we still finding ourselves outside of a business sense? You know, unless that's really truly how she identifies but we should explore that. We should explore the divide there that exists. Yeah, like I know her as she's, she's proud of her Nigerian heritage. She's has a, um, attached to the community, which what has been nice to see. I know she's mm-hmm. a mom. I know she's. I I I know her resume. I, right. I I know I know her attributions. I know her ambitions. Who is she? Why is she wired that way? And maybe that comes out through most of the season. But it's just like she's. It's like when you see her, like, oh, hey, but you don't remember her being there that much in the way, like, <laughs> Mia is a mess, <laughs> mm-hmm. but she leaves an impact. And it's actually about her per- yeah. her personal story in the midst yeah. of, like, her business and, like, all of that. Like, I-, I-, I have a better sense of who Wendy is in one season than kind of Wendy over maybe two or three. I just, I, I, I um, she was not in the trailer, and I was actually concerned for, um, because I will say the first season when all she talked about was was her degrees, I did not care. Um, when she got the body work done, I was like, you know what? I'm going to be a bad bitch too. I'm with you. <laughs> um, I did like how she lit into Giselle, mm-hmm. but maybe to the point where that relationship is, you, there's clearly no relationship. And I will say sometimes I think she, she wants to be successful on the show, but I do think, don't get me wrong, because Giselle is... Um, entertaining but kind of evil I love her daughters though um I miss mm-hmm. her I miss her mom dragging her on tv um <laughs> her mom was like girl enough <laughs> but I think Wendy was getting hype about the audience and she she did a lot at the reunion to the point where now you can't really ever film with her you can't film with her now and now you can't film well I guess you will film with Robin next week with y'all are beefing um you are close to Candace but we haven't seen a lot of that either you don't get along with Mia and you and the Grand Dame are better, but that actually y'all didn't start off on the best footing. Mm-hmm. And that kind of brought y'all together. Also, y'all both were annoyed with Giselle, who Karen is a little bit better with this season. Maybe she bonds with Cha-Cha, but it's sort of like she's she's over there. Um, and I kind of like, come back, come back. Like maybe, maybe the season gets better for her, but so far it's sort of like, it's not a bad season per se, but I just, I still don't really know that much about her. And, and a lot of her co-workers, co-workers don't want to film with her right now <laughs> or won't. Yeah. I'm a little worried about that part. Yeah. And I think it, it shows the cracks in the foundation on Beverly Hills 
in what I think Salt Lake and Potomac are both doing, which is like showing the interpersonal dynamics, like really, truly showing how these women feel about each other because they seem to be communicating it pretty honestly. And I watched the trailer for next week's episode, and obviously there's a huge amount of conflict between Candace and Ashley, Mm. but knowing that they seem to have been able to move forward in real time and really repair a lot of what has happened previously and what we're about to see go down makes me so interested in following their story because obviously to me, it seems obvious I could be wrong. Both of these women have put in work and maybe they come closer together because other relationships are torn further apart. But it still to me is a sign of incredible progress that on Potomac, you can have these women like, spouse shaming each other and still find a way to move forward right and align in a way that to me doesn't feel so purely and mechanically like an allowance alliance it really feels like there's a sense of camaraderie here yes. which is incredible i think that's incredible the women on potomac collectively seem more dedicated to the show itself and making sure it's good mm-hmm. in a way that not to say that i mean RBOH is the most successful one, but I think that isn't necessarily through the commitment of the Fox Sports, whatever. Totally. They care more about themselves and how they look. Whereas I think the, they are really, they're like, we're on a show together. We try to make it work. Although I already want to say, I'm already team, I mean, unsurprisingly, I'm still team Candace when it comes to Ashley next week. Ashley is vindictive. Um, you don't think Candace is, Candace is reactive. Candace, Candace is reactive. isn't necessarily vindictive. Candace is reactive. I think Ashley is vindictive. Um, I Like when she, when she says, oh, it doesn't feel so good now, does it? Girl, you started this, you started first season or second coming at Robin about one. You have taken little digs at everybody this whole time. The only reason people talk about your husband is because he can't keep his hands to himself or his dick and embarrasses you. And you go around pointing out other people's stuff just for sport because you're messy, self-admitted. And all that shit she talked about, I mean, I like them getting along too. It's actually really nice and pleasant to see them eat together. However, mm-hmm. she talked all that shit about Candace's mama buying her a house. You know what? I'd rather have my mama buy me a house than some predator. Um, allegedly, who can't keep his best <laughs> to himself. And everyone's like, Ashley's a genius. She's like, it's the Elon Kanye treatment. Like, oh, she's just saying all these, she's, she's just, she's she's a genius because she, she's playing the long game. Last week when she was talking about Michael and that house, she didn't know what was going on. I was like, oh girl, you in danger. You don't listen to Uncle Lump. I want Ashley to do well, leave that creepy man behind. But not only is she still, clearly still interested in him, um, she has no idea what's going on. She is not in control. Like, and I heard she said, "Well, I realized that something was in the um the prenup was not what I thought it was." I was like, "Girl, you didn't even read that prenup." Um, what? That I just I was just like, like you talked all this shit about Candace. I'm like, I'd rather have my mom handle my life than him. Y'all are both the same in that regard. Well, actually, I think yeah. they're different. I'm mean, can't Candace is inheriting her like mom's wealth, and her mom is someone who did well for herself and wants her daughter to do well too. You married into this, which is perfectly fine, but like Candace is more aware of her her life situation without her mom than you are without Michael. Um, but yeah, good luck talking stuff next week. That's why she's going to get cussed out. I'm enjoying Ashley this season. That's it, but she is vindictive. <laughs> I did not like, well, you know, you know how it feels now. Girl, you have been talking shit since you've been here. Like, let's stop. You are the one that take these shots at everybody about their men. It's not... 
It's not like everybody pick on you. In no way could Ashley ever compare Chris to Michael Darby. If she tried to do that, to try to do that, that would be such a wild take. But I also like I think a lot of people, myself included, are pretty fearful about Ashley's continuation of like uh, partnered up investment practices with her estranged spouse without consulting an outside attorney, which I think for Ashley is like her version of estate planning, but like (laughs) a vasectomy isn't a part of planning an estate. And if you know that this man who's had a complicated relationship with the truth, reality, control, and just genuinely toxic behavior is now giving you maybe inaccurate information. You you should not be buying that house. I don't care who's put a bid on it. You should be bidding on yourself. And that path to me, I understand I'm not a lawyer, but neither is Ashley. And she's not asking one for advice. And there is a reason that when you get a divorce, you go through the court. And to continue that, and add on potential contentious properties because you have a handshake deal with Michael. When has that hand ever done you right? When has that hand ever done you right? That is beautiful. <laughs> yeah, I just, I like clearly it's a business arrangement with feelings. None of my business. But you clearly don't know much about your business. And after everything that man has put you through and the way you have embarrassingly defended his antics, and predation on the staff of your show production. Mm. Not only are you wild as hell for trying to go at Chris Bassett, knowing you have that going on, but just in your own girl, listen to Uncle Monk, hire a lawyer. Like I would actually, I would genuinely hate for Ashley to go through all of that with that man on TV, no less, and not leave the marriage with as much as she deserves as a former spouse and mother of his children. It does not seem like without proper legal counsel that she's gonna get that because he's not even on camera this season and he's still embarrassing you. He's still making you look crazy when you're supposed to finally now be in control, which is once again, which is what she gets for talking shit about Candace's mama buying her house because look at you now, Candace still got her own house by herself. And if her mom chipped in, whatever, who's the name is, the deed is in her name. Mm. where are you living Ashley an LLC girl he'll snatch that house right from you she keeps talking about how great Michael is at business and I'm like okay but you're not a business partner this is attached to business the business of being married but how was he as a spouse because how is he treating you now we're all trusting because he's great at business and maybe great at finances and investments or whatever that he's not going to treat you like shit because you you birthed his kids how has that ever stopped him from disrespecting you before we're just we're pretending that your breakup is going to go better than your marriage what would make you think that would be right because you're standing up for yourself like why would you think he would like that like what why are we expecting that michael darby is going to be a better ex-husband than he is spouse she needs um legal counsel at least three mary j blige albums once a few summer walker play a summer walker playlist i will make for her and some direction because i if this is not gonna end well for her unless it gets better towards like in the, in the coming weeks it don't look good for the girl um 
he's he's not gonna do right by her. He never has. It's just so good, great season so far. Well, I'm Team Candace still. <laughs> I just feel like she's still vindictive. That's all my thing. I'm like, you just want to stick one in her eye because Ashley can't help herself. Meanwhile, she need to be listening to Uncle Lump. Just leave it at that. Oh my God, we all need an Uncle Lump. Don't honestly. we? We should be so lucky. And Candace, the thing with Candace is like, listen, you know. You know how I feel about Candace. We I know do. we've talked about it. I, I'm I never going to be a Basset Hound. She is going to remain blocked for now. But my God, if she doesn't have some valid points this season, and I, I really cannot blame her for some of her reactions and responses because there's a lot coming at her, and I am thankful that she's seeing what's taking place you know like I'm thankful she's catching the ball I feel like it's her redemption season although I don't necessarily know well in some respects she did need some redemption uh mm. some of that's a little overstated but that's my mm -hmm. I get it I get but it but Giselle because in that Monique situation I just did not side with the Monique of it all but okay mm -hmm. um what Giselle and Ashley are doing well mostly Giselle I'm with Candace and I if I felt Candace was wrong, I would say something. But I just think not to invalidate Giselle's feelings. It's not that Giselle does not have a right to feel uncomfortable. Yes. I just think as Karen, I'm, I'm Karen's face in real time listening to mm -hmm. Giselle speak. Well, aren't you all friends? Did you communicate that to him at all? You probably shouldn't have started it with on camera. Giselle, mm -hmm. there was a glow in her eye when she was explaining it. Um, and Candace immediately clocked that. And I have to say already, my moment of the season is Candace looking directly into the camera and <laughs> y'all got me. <laughs> she was over it. I actually love that. And I do love that she's not just, I was like, you didn't say hi to me. Girl, we're not, we don't all share that um, socio <laughs> sociopathic sense of humor <laughs> withdrawn mm -hmm. flair from jokes that she has, but you can't say that about somebody's husband in that way on camera with someone you're supposed to be cool with and assume that they're going to smile at you next week. It's the same. It's almost, I still, and I, I, I finally listened to Reasonably Shady. Um, oh, I haven't listened to it. Is it, how do you like it? They're not my favorites, but it's fine, actually. Okay. Um, it works, <laughs> actually. <laughs> Um, Giselle is just, I think Giselle is good TV, oh but I, I don't need to hear I wanna it. I want to listen. I want to listen to it. I will say the episode I listened to about BravoCon, it was cute for my oh. hike. It was cute for my hike. They helped me get up the okay. hill. All right. Love it. <laughs> but I just think Giselle, it reminds me when she, it's actually worse, but when she wore that shirt about Ray's tax problems, the reason I brought it was on the podcast. Mm. She was talking about the fans. She was, she was happy that someone actually wore this t-shirt. <laughs> about mocking raised taxes and all of that. And I'm like, girl, you're lucky Karen still talks to you. Oh, how do we feel about Sharice coming back? Don't know how I feel about it. I don't understand what Sharice is about to reveal, but something is about to happen. Um, I'm, into, I'm not against it. I don't know how I feel about Sharice, but I'm honestly not against it. And I love when an OG with genuine re relationships and stakes returns. I do typically support that. I don't think most people care. Um, um, yeah, I would say that's that, tough. That's tough. I don't have that's anything tough. against Sharice. Um, I actually like the name Cha-Cha. I do get Cha-Cha's... I get the underlying beef is that 
from my understanding, the show was the, she was the nucleus. She was supposed to be the grand dame. She was the one with the money, the resident. She had the champagne room. The champagne room. She had all the connections. She clearly still knows all of those people. She's always in the mix. So she does feel like, uh, maybe, I mean, I'm not project, but she was pushed out. Mm. However, Karen Huger is just an amazing character mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. hard to compete i'm actually really trying to remember when did sharice leave wasn't it after the oh my god wasn't it what season are we on now seven she left at the second uh, or third i was gonna say second but i don't know that now i've completely lost my bearings i have no idea because she has popped up before she has and sometimes i didn't even credit her i would say she's yeah. consistent <laughs> so i'm getting back on this that's when you know you really have money. She's like, you know what? I'm rich. I don't need to, I just want to be here. Remember me? Hi. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm waiting to see what, because I don't, did you see the clip of Karen Huger responding to Giselle's interview with Carlos King? She was like, I don't fuck with her. I want to know whatever gets us to that moment, because that was amazing. Mm-hmm. But if Cha-Cha is only there to antagonize Kern, without kind of reminding us that she was yes. supposed to be that person of Potomac, I feel like this will be a little bit for not. Um, it's a great point. Because I'm not, while I'm not like, I wasn't excited when they announced her back, but I wasn't as like repelled as some of the audience was. Because mm-hmm. I actually don't remember what maybe turned her off from people because she's been going for Same, same. But I hope she makes more of this than just being kind of like, a pain in Karen's ass. I go, that was funny watching Karen just leave. <laughs> you know what? It was giving a little Marlo Nini energy. Remember it was very when they bad. did that when they had like it was like a family. Oh yeah, that was like a family style yep. um mm-hmm. moment game day. And Nini just like walked out and it's like, I don't know how interesting it is for all of us to just see Marlo calling after her. Yeah. Because Nini's the story here, you know? It can't be just that. Clearly, I guess they'll get into it soon. But I hope Cha Cha is doing more than just that because if if because I see Robin is trying to also bless Robin's heart. Every time she comes for Karen, it just she gets swatted back to earth. I don't think Robin is funny. <laughs> and if there's anyone on the show that actually dress, I mean, it's not the only one. Robin gives us some looks every now and then. I actually love the confessional. Good for the hair. Certain things like she brings that. But other than that. Hmm. Um, I love Juan. See, I love Rob. I love I love Robin more than I love Juan. I know a lot of people love Juan, and I think that's a great journey for y'all. And you have much better taste than I do. But like, I really like I I and I have to say, shout out to Robin. I talked about this on a Patreon BravoCon uh special app, but like. Robin was giving superstar at the potential. I, I believe that. I believe that. I think she's a good housewife. I'm not like anti-Robin. I think it's in her business, literally to continue being friends with Giselle. And I I heard Giselle in the, um, Carlos King's interview where she says, you, we, Robin has disagreed with me before. You all just haven't seen it. Mm-hmm. I'm glad we're seeing more of that from Robin because mm-hmm. while I do think I can see Robin giving us superstar in person, she's very pretty, gives us a good look. She is funny, but um, it's not always giving on the show. And so it's nice to see her have more of a point of view, I guess, outside of Giselle. I guess I'm just associated with so much with Giselle. And I really, again, Giselle is good TV, but I don't need it. She's like a mean first lady that went secular. That is exactly what her gift is. Um, I'm not a big fan of Jamal Bryan either. They had that one. I'm giving a face. 
Yes, there's one viral, literally viral clip going around this week where he's breaking down Herschel Walker, but I still remember. Which I reposted. No, it's fine. So I, no, I, don't think, I don't think people know. I, this is me from writing so many years. I remember mm-hmm. when Jamal Bryant used to talk about, he quoted Chris Brown once, these hoes ain't loyal in a pew. And he once oh. talked about sanctified sissies. That was well over a decade ago. So maybe his, um, he's in Atlanta of all places now, so I, I can't imagine him being that anti-gay in, the, in that space to oh be for a black church. But I've never been as impressed. I would just say he's a really good performer. But, um, but that said, like that's the type. Like if any, if she's if she's anybody's first lady, it would have been him. Somebody who's mean and who fuck around respectfully. She's never gonna like me for that. Oh my god. I'm sorry. Maybe he apologized for the homophobia, but I didn't forget. I did not. I mean, I and and the sexism. I I didn't forget. One speech don't it has not has not fooled me. And he also took over the church of like Eddie Long, or like a disgraced pastor. So they would have taken anybody at that moment. But maybe he's changed. God forgive. Sometimes I don't like Rick Ross. Um, we're working on there. <laughs> but I just want, I don't I know how we got there. I don't know anything Rock. about that history. I don't know anything about that history, which is important. Yeah, I just, with that said, I'm happy Robin is not as underneath Giselle as presented the past few seasons um it's just because that's also makes her more interesting because she clearly is not about to marry Juan anytime soon and watching her pretend that she's about to is kind of like all right girl what else is going on because I saw her watch what happens live mm. and he asked her and he's like you'll find out no you won't you don't say on the show <laughs> I actually hollered when Andy said that I'm sorry do you want to marry him or not I hope that's at least answered by the end of the season because what is it's been mostly Robin and Juan carrying her a bit and getting out of debt and selling hats, um, <laughs> all that. But, you know, I, I would give Giselle a lot. She's at least done more. You know what? We don't actually have a reason why they haven't set a date, right? Yeah. It, it, I'm like, and she when she talks about, she, they asked her about, she kind of essentially said, yeah, well, we would like to be married. And it was sort of like, we'd like to be married. I'm assuming it helps with their, their raised children, school like those things make sense I get that but she didn't seem excited about getting married I'd actually really I mean she's talked about it but maybe outside of one I would love to know more about what is the real hesitation and maybe she doesn't know or maybe she's working through it maybe she's not willing to share I do think Robin is interesting I just think sometimes it's very like surface I mean don't get me wrong like it's not surface she's showing it but I just think like are you gonna marry him or not because, I mean, it doesn't take that long to get married. Y'all got out of the debt. Y'all got a new house. Y'all could go to the courthouse. You said you, you it, it, it doesn't matter. So why don't you want to get married? Because the fact that he even asks, I'm like, how many years has it been? It's been a long time. It has been a while. And just fight with Wendy, not enough. I mean, the fight with Wendy is enough, but I do really appreciate, you know, a lot of people have been asking, certainly on social media, like, is this the end of Robin and Giselle? And someone posed that question on Watch What Happens. And I, having enjoyed the Green Eyed Bandits, I appreciated her response, which was essentially like, absolutely not. Like, I can disagree with my friend, which we are seeing now on camera and still be a friend. Maybe it could even potentially bring them closer to see the way that Robin is standing up for herself. Like there is a respect there that I think a lot of people 
our feeling and appreciate about seeing Robin as a counter to Giselle's opinion over, you know, something so serious as this. I, I, I appreciate the fact that we're seeing friends disagree and continue to be friends with each other. I think that's almost rare on housewives at this point. Yeah. I like, I, I like that they come in pair that they can stay a pair. I actually wouldn't want to, I mean, it doesn't matter. I, mm, I don't want to see them beef. I like their friendship. It's fine. But Robin, tell me why you really don't want to marry Juan. And can you finally just admit that you don't you don't like Karen and just have it out with her? Mm. She has issues with Karen too. That's another thing. I'm like, you don't like Karen. You take shots at her whenever you get. Why is that? I don't know. Cause I, it was the grand, it was the real grand dame dig. It's she she has these little digs for Karen consistently. And then Karen just swats it down. But I'm just very curious, like, what is that? Do you think Karen is? fake do you think she's she's just too much ego do you just not believe her um clearly they want to hear more about stories about blue eyes and whoever or all these mm-hmm. people but it's, it's something there and I'm curious to see what that is because they don't really gel and she doesn't seem to want to let it go and I feel like Sharice is a little bit of proxy for that yes but why don't you do it directly probably because she can't handle it but um well, in some ways, you could argue that Robin is a proxy for Giselle. Like, that's oh, where that's it began. True. And then Sharice maybe is a proxy for Robin, which is a fascinating cycle when on the other side of it, it's just Karen. Yeah, <laughs> like, it, there's it, Robin, really Karen. Giselle, and Sharice, and then just Karen. And Karen seems to be doing quite well at being just Karen. And the fact that she handles them all is exactly why she became the Grand Dame, even if it was Sharice's connections and money that was the star of the show. Karen's the one that's been, I mean, they all literally all put in great amount of work on the show, but there's a reason why people look to Karen as that and not them. And they need to work that out instead of just like hating, but I'm the grand dame stem. I actually need to get a three wick candle. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> maybe some La Dame. Uh. Oh my God. Maybe some La Dame. Listen, I could talk to you all day. This has been so delightful. I feel like I have been healed <laughs> as a result of this conversation and episode. I cannot thank you enough for coming back on and always making me laugh and think. And I appreciate the fact that we really do have different opinions and perspectives mm-hmm. about the housewives because as you return to AG, it's interesting to hear how from both of us, they may have stayed the same or evolved. Like yeah. I think that's that's kind of an exciting thing to have, like the history in the history of episodes. It's great yes. to continue to have these conversations and grow as a result of them. You know, I think that's that's fun. I'm always happy to be here. I'm sorry it's been so long. And also, I hope, like Kathy, that I'm in a better place with Kyle um, in the next year. I'm just very disappointed. <laughs> Never disappointed with you, though, or being here. I always hope I sound coherent. Um, you always do more than enough. And I, you know, prayers up to Kyle, you know, as uh, she is in my top five. But... Teddy's not helping us, I would say. Teddy helps no one. (laughs) Teddy helps no one, starting with herself. Listen, Michael Arsenault, where can people buy your books? Can you tell us a little bit more about the incredible, I know at least one of them is on display, on display, on display each and every day, every day, every day in the cloth. On display, on display. Also, I'm already already Team Teresa. Um, I love (gasps) Oh, you can't. That I'm, is I'm, such I'm, a to I'm, be continued. I'm, I'm, you, 
you're coming back ASAP. You can't just drop that into conversation and be like, okay, you can follow me at no, I, that's your, Ooh, what a way to get a season pickup. Michael Arsenal, tell the AGs about what you have written and what you're interested in writing and, and any projects you're working on and, and how to follow you online. Uh, my first book, I Can't Date Jesus, Love, Sex, Race, and Other Reasons I Put My Faith in Beyonce is available wherever books are sold. Um, you know, it'll probably be illegal to be a gay writer but, or gay in like two years with the Supreme Court, God. so please support. Um, my second book, I Don't Want to Die Poor, is still out, and I am finishing my third, I Finally Bought Some Jordans. Um, yes, um, was supposed to come out in spring, but I'm actually being given a little more time to work on it, which is great. Um, and I'm crawling my way out of TV development. I, well, let's just another prayer for that. Cal and Kathy, me crawling out. Um, because if I don't get to do scripted, I might just end up yelling at people, um, like, uh, Kathy allegedly did. <laughs> if I don't get my phone line. <laughs> <laughs> We need to make sure you get your conga line. We need to make sure that that happens. Even though the name doesn't apply anymore, I'm young, S-I-N-I-C-K. Um, Twitter probably might not be here in like two weeks. We'll see. Um, but you can mm. find me on Instagram. Uh, you're not missing anything on Twitter. And I'm not paying $20 for a check, blue check, grow up. <laughs> can you even believe? I hope that Instagram is not listening. I mean, Instagram fucked up today. So like, what are we even talking about? But I um, let's not get into the process of someone handing over money to verify their voice. I don't think that's going to help us with hashtag fake news and everything else. Right. Like I write for a living, so I'm clearly not... Um, you know, the wisest with money, but um, I wouldn't pay $44 billion <laughs> on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, I just can't imagine. I can't imagine writing that checks. Um, LOL that checks are still a thing, but you know what I'm saying. Uh, guys, speaking of things to talk about, Andy's Girls Patreon, number one way to support the pod. You get exclusive bonus episodes and so much more. There is a Satchel Spectacular up now with a lot of your thoughts and feels. Satchels of Gold are your thoughts and feels, questions and concerns about all things housewives and more named in honor of Her Holiness, Kelly Clorin Ben Simone from Scary Island. So there is a bonus episode, Satchel Spectacular, up now, which you can access while supporting the pod at patreon.com slash Girls. Follow me on Instagram alone at Dame Galley. And I just want to shout out Rockin' the Vote. Midterms are coming up November 8th. I'm a New York City resident. The governor's... <laughs> campaign is very close. It is uh, scarily close for those of us in New York. And there are um, a lot of incredibly, incredibly important elections coming up, um, both the ones that we mentioned earlier in the pod and more. So I'm a big fan of rockthevote.org, which is the most trusted and effective nonpartisan nonprofit dedicating to dedicated to building the political power of young people. And as someone who is in her hashtag spiritual mid-20s plus, I'm a big fan of finding out information about where 
where I can vote early, where I should go vote, and any questions that I have, inform yourselves now. And if you can vote early, that's always a plus. Um, so guys, let's make sure that we are getting out the vote. Midterms coming up. You could vote potentially today if you wanted. Go to rockthevote.org for more information so that we're not just using our voices to talk housewives. There's some other stuff going on. We want to support getting out the vote. Are you planning to vote in the midterms? Yes, I'm waiting for my uh, absentee ballot now. Um, please, please vote. Please save me. Save yourselves. I'm going to co-sign that. On that note, guys, thank you so much for listening, and we will talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.